and hello movie lovers and welcome to the show with me i have charlie with me and i have frenchy it's been a long time man it's good to have you on the show and everything yeah, and yep yeah, not a problem and tonight we're actually doing an ask me anything segment so any questions that you guys have or want to answer or whatever you guys can go on ahead and chime on into live chat i see we already have one from tamika and she go. says yeah, and she says, in your opinion, what makes a podcast great? Any advance for new pot uh, advice for new podcasters? Uh, what makes a podcast great is basically the person doing it, and also just trying to find your voice. You find your voice. You find what you really want to to to, to bring in the podcast world. It can be hard, right? Because there's so many podcasts, but once you find your voice, that's what makes it good because it comes from genuine yourself and. Uh, it comes when, uh, from somewhere that's real. And when it's real, it shows. It transpires and it touches people. So, yeah, your voice. I definitely agree with that. It's all about trying to figure out also, too, you know, trying to figure out what you want, what your main theme is for your podcast as well, and trying to find and discover what you want out of your podcast. As long as you have the formula of what you want to do, and I would say in the first year, you're trying to discover what you're trying to do and what you're trying to formulate and try to evolutionize something that's different and also, too, trying to be authentic as well, yeah. especially what we're doing and everything, what I'm doing with my podcast and stuff like that. It's hard to be authentic when you have a million other movie reviewers and stuff like that that does the same thing that we do. You just have to figure out a way to flip it on its head to where we could do something different. And, you know, I think that that's the main thing of trying to be authentic, try to be something different. And then also, too, trying to figure out an angle to where you can have discover your voice and find a voice within you to do what you're doing. What do you say, Charlie? I don't know. That's again, I'm still kind of new to like Tamika, but I guess I'd just say if if you're trying to just like don't lie, like if you like, like if you like, just be honest while you're on it and don't ruin a movie for everybody just because you don't like it. Like, or like, I mean, for instance, don't be like Andy Signore, don't be like him, <laughs> don't be a douche, don't be like him and do what, what did what he did. When he went at the Las Vegas Cinema Con with a bunch of posers that don't know what they're doing, they're talking about in terms of movie reviewers and stuff, and spoil the ma the new Matrix movie for people just because you got it spoiled yourself. Like, don't be an asshole like him. Just be yourself and just be honest. Like, and then well, if you don't like something, you know, you don't have not you don't have to like it. Just just don't say if you don't like something. Don't just say oh I don't like it. I have some reasons why, not just say oh it looks bad. That's not that's not how that's not differentiating stuff. That's just bland. Like just give reasons why. And also, again, don't be like Andy's ignore. It's funny too, depending on the podcast you do, but like for example, the schmodown things I do, I've learned very fast that um, the person I am and the person on screen is not the same. I build a character. Frenchie is a character. Like even to right now, it's kind of a character. That certain things I'll say is not necessarily my opinion, but it's a character's opinion. And then Louis Monette, the real me, doesn't always think the, the, the same thing. But I created this character called Frenchie. So sometimes it's finding that like inner podcast character, the, the someone who's a bit more higher, uh, like tune and higher uh, self. I feel like in wrestling, right? Sometimes there's people who are themselves, but just a higher version of. 
I did the same thing for me. So it doesn't apply for every type of podcast, but sometimes finding that character, finding that voice that will allow you to say things that normally you wouldn't yourself say or wouldn't necessarily, you know, show a certain emotion or show a certain like stuff, right? But on podcasts, it's your character. You kind of like just let yourself do it. So that's also what makes for me a good podcaster um, is the character itself. Because you you listen to uh, uh, I started listening to Conan O'Brien's uh, podcast. I'm sure the guy behind like the comedian is not as goofy and stupid, but his character is so well built that I don't know what is really him and what is not him, right? But he is a fascinating listen because he's so fucking stupid and sarcastic that it makes it enjoyable. Even probably he doesn't believe what he says half the time. I can definitely see that, to be honest with you. I mean, everybody is different whenever they're not on camera and stuff like that, and they're doing stuff in their own private time to where they're more of who they truly are. With me, I'm basically not as energetic or anything like that when it comes down to my workplace and stuff like that. But with me, being able to be excited about something and being part of a podcast, you have to to amplify yourself to where you're excited, to where people will tune in and have that energetic level. At work, at my uh, at my friends, yeah, I have kind of that energetic level and stuff like that, but not as quite as tuned in with this and stuff like that. But also, too, we talked about this on the Frenchie Talks about when I was talking about uh, being an introvert and stuff like that to the point where I wasn't talking to anybody at work. Or anything like that at a Christmas party. I was sitting right, acro- right across from an IT tech guy, and I didn't know what the hell to talk to him about. So I just went on ahead, got my plate and everything at, a, at the Christmas party, and went into the office and ate. Hmm. Now you can't get me to shut up for nothing or anything like that since I had the podcast. So I'm just one of those people at work that just randomly just talks to you about random stuff that pops in my head, regardless of the fact that it has anything to do with anything. So it's definitely gave me an outreach to be able to be a lot more, uh, communicate a lot more better. And it's funny, me the contrary. I, I, I'm actually nice in real life. At work, I'm a complete bitch because I have to be. Because <laughs> again, like if a restaurant gets a call from uh, me because they, they know they're in shit, they they done something right. So they they fear the the name Louis Monet when they call them. Uh, <laughs> and I have to be a complete ass sometimes. Not ass like. But again, they call, especially when I used to run a restaurant, they used to call me the Quebec Gordon Ramsay for not for no reason. Um, because yeah, I used to scream at people because if you don't work, well, I'm gonna scream at you. Uh, but no, it's it's funny. It's like this podcast actually gives me a reason to be nice and actually laugh and not always be serious. Because at work, again, I'm completely contrary. I'm serious and. I, I, I barely crack a smile. <laughs> I just do my shit, and if something happens, um, the smile is going to go even more down, and I'm not going to be happy. So it, for me, it, it it brings a certain joy that I, I need to, to counterbalance the serious side of, of me at work, right? Right. I can understand that. Also, too, uh, another thing is, too, like I'll actually have a coworker that I talk randomly about movies and things like that, too. 
where basically she goes, well, we came up with like our, our top 10 Western movies, but I don't know if this is, fits in with my, with the list and everything. And then she winds up telling me her list. I'm like, yeah, that fits in. It may not feel like a Western movie or anything like that because of the fact that it's more like a modern day tale of a Western, but it's still considered a Western. She had a Quentin, that Quentin Tarantino film down Django Unchained in the Hateful Eight. And she wasn't sure to put them as categorized as a Western. I said, yeah, those are actually Western films. They're just more modernized to benefit us as a viewer because they have to have a new way of telling a story. So that is actually the correct way of doing it. So you're fine with having that film in that selection. Do you remember if she had a Brokeback Mountain on there? Because that's not a Western. (laughs) No, it kind of is. They're cowboys. It's not their (laughs) typical Western, but it kind of is. Gotta hate that movie. How, how can you hate that movie? It's one of the best love stories. It's an actual love story. I didn't care. I like that was the one movie I didn't want to watch. But since they announced it, I was like, no, I'm not watching this movie. And I and I got forced to for my film class, for my film genre. It was a western. I had to sit for that. I was like, oh my god, can this movie just end? The shame. I did not like that movie at all. The shame. I think I think that also ranks up with the notebook for him as well because I made him watch the notebook. <laughs> that was uh, terrible too. It, it actually wasn't that bad. It's, I prefer actually Brokeback Mountain than the notebook because the notebook I find long. It's not there's parts that's like just eh, get on with it. I just broke back. It it was pretty unique. There's like no story like that, right? And congrats to to Ang Lee to actually dive and go into a subject that is not necessarily the most comfortable subject for a lot of people to to dive into, but he did it, right? And that's, for me, a job of a director, of a filmmaker, is sometimes is like go into subjects that are hard to explain, that are not usually comfortable to address and make an interesting uh, film that is really deep and really emotional and goes out of most people's comfort zone. So for me, I, I understand where you're coming from, Charlie, but for me... I find it yeah. is a masterpiece. It's fine. It's just, it was not comfortable to me to watch. I just, I don't, that, I mean, and I didn't care. The notebook, I mean, it was, it was like so on again, off again. It's so toxic. Yeah. And it, 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 sure for its time, but there's no chemistry between Rachel McAdams and no. Gosling no. in that one. I, I can name a bunch of other movies that had more chemistry I think Kate Winslet in The Piece of Wood and Titanic had more chemistry oh, than this. <laughs> I mean, she had more chemistry at that than she did Leo. She Look, <laughs> I, I don't want to be mean, but I can't refer to you. You didn't like Squid Games, so I, I don't really trust your opinion right now anyways. <laughs> I only watched one episode. I was it Exactly. Watching. That's what I'd <laughs> say. You stopped that one episode. <laughs> so I can't trust your fucking opinion, Charlie. Even though he is the champion of the of the YouTube channel, but still can't trust the opinion of, of one I mean, of person that watches one episode. Romance, the John Wick movies, John Wick and his gun. Or John Wick and his dog. There was more. There, there was more chemistry between those two than there was in those movies. Moving on, uh, I decided uh, we're we're gonna play the, the the trivia game. In the meantime, we get more questions. If you're okay with that, I already have a movie selected. Yeah, um, I have some yeah. new segments. If you wanted to, like, John sent me a new, like, well, I think one new segment, and the other one we can just dis- discuss. But I think um, if that's okay with you guys, all right. All right. Yeah, um, so apparently today was apparently 
I don't know of it, Henry Cavill Day or whatever. I don't know what. So they've been announcing like that. I think one of the big news things John sent me was for the, the Highlander reboot starring Henry Cavill film in 2022. I'm um, down for that. Highlander Highlander is definitely something that I see has potential to be remade and appreciated because I love the Highlanders, mm-hmm. okay? Same. I did not age well. That movie did not age well. I love Lambert. But again, make no sense with his accent. Like, same thing for him and Raiden. I love the guy. He's not Raiden, okay? <laughs> He's a French fucking actor. But it is, it, it is a great story with a bad visual effects, with a casting that does not fit personally. So definitely Harry Henry who I find is a potential good uh, Highlander. I didn't I no, sorry, go ahead, John. No, 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 go on ahead, Charlie. I'll let you I did not care for the original Highlander when I watched it. I was like, I didn't it just didn't interest me. I was like, okay, like I watched it, it was what it was. However, I'm intrigued with Henry Cavill because I think he can nail the role. Like, I mean, he nailed uh Geralt or Rivia. In The Witcher, he was aw- he's awesome in that show. In The Witcher, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I think if Highlander is going to be kind of a, like, a, like I mean, it, Henry Cavill's already got the sword play down, so there's not really much else for him like that. What he would have to do in the Highlander, so I think he's perfect for it. I think he he's got the look. I th- I think he's perfect for it, but that's me. I I would watch this one and completely forget about the old one I watched. <laughs> You see, for me, I grew up with watching the original Highlander. Either you watch it on USA Network for the TV show or you watch the movie itself. I like the originality behind the Highlander and stuff like that. And then see Henry Cavill to be able to be able to do that, especially his great job that he's doing with The Witcher. No wonder why they would want him for that role for Highlander. And I think that he could actually bring a new balance into the Highlander character to where he can make it his own character rather than just do a reincarnation of the same character that we had. So I think he can give Highlander a lot more layers to a character that we can care about. Not saying that we didn't care about anything that happened in the original films, but I think that he can actually do something that is completely different and give us layers that are more layered out and give us more of a background to his character and to his world. So that's something that I'm really excited about. Yeah, for sure. Like I agree. Like, is there other other actors that might actually fit a bit more? Probably get an actual Scottish fucking actor is all I gotta say. But it's better than Christopher Lambert. I, again, I like the guy. Just no. <laughs> Just no. Not a, no. Please. The only thing I have to say is they better keep the fucking uh, Queen song. They have to keep the soundtrack. If they don't keep the soundtrack, I'll be pissed as fuck. And they don't need to go ahead and do a dubstep version mixed with Queen. <laughs> oh, God, no. Because that's one thing I do not want to see them No do. more dubstep. Modernize it. No more of that. Well, if they take the approach of what they're doing with the Batman and just cinemify it, like the, the, the taking the Nirvana song and just making it more dramatic, mm. okay. But yeah, if you're just making it, trying to make it cool, no, please, God, no. Like, no. I mean, if... If they did it like they did with the opening of Black Widow, uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, if they do it something like that, oh my god, that that song set the opening tone for Black Widow. Like that is the most like hard. That was the that was the toughest opening to watch in a Marvel Universe movie, and yet I bought it because it was so intense. Like 
okay, that was like the one of the darkest openings I've ever seen in a Marvel movie. And and I thought that song, that version of Smells Like Teen Spirit, I thought that nailed that sequence. So if they do, if something similar like that, sure, absolutely, but no more dubstep. <laughs> Which I, I just realized I still haven't seen the movie. <laughs> it's good. The I have to say, I enjoyed Black Widow for what it is. Everything do I think that this movie should have came out back when her character was popular? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but still, overall, for like a prequel film to have Scarlett Johansson back as Black Widow, it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed the, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And I also bought the "Smells Like Teen Spirit" song though too because I like the slow down, uh, the slow down version yeah. of it. It's more dramatic. It gives me goosebumps every single time that I listen to it. Mm-hmm. For me to go out to buy it on iTunes, that says a lot. Yeah. The sister's the highlight. Uh, the sister, the sister is gonna like, and then uh, and then like, and then and then we got Hawkeye, and there's a lot of play from what happens in um, Black Widow. It's gonna ha- show up in Hawkeye. So, um, but yeah, and then I guess the um, the other thing I read was like you didn't see this, but um, the director of uh, Christopher McQuire, he's currently working on Mission Impossible Eight right now, and I think they're doing reworks because. That poor movie keeps getting delayed like crazy. It's like, let us get this movie. So anyway, he he brought up the idea that he might bring Henry Cavill's character back from Fallout in the Mission Impossible Eight movie. I don't see it happen. I don't see how you can do that. I haven't seen the new Mission Impossible movie. You haven't so seen Fallout, I... Mission Impossible Fallout. No, movie's no. awesome. That's that's what started Mustache Gate. Personally, after Mission Impossible Three, they kind of like just melt together. I like them. I watch them like I usually put them on just to put them on. I still can't differentiate them after three. I don't know why they just melt. But yeah, you never know with the Mission Impossibles. Anything is possible. Like hell, they 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 can be a set a series of clones for all we know, right? There we we don't we don't know what the I forgot that the the. Shadow the or the agency, whatever the the enemy is called. Yeah, it's been a while since. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Fallout, but the stunts in that movie. Oh, the, yeah, they they keep one up in themselves. They're the one franchise that keeps one up in themselves, and they do it well. And especially when you get Tom Cruise, I mean, Tom Cruise broke his foot while filming Fallout, and they kept that sequence in that movie. And that's just like and you know exactly what scene it is, but. But Tom Cruise is nuts. He 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 attached himself to, to a fucking plane. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 again, the insurance claim that he, he had to do for fuck's sakes. But yeah, um, but yeah, for me, Mission Impossible just melts. I love them, but again, I I don't know why I can't. They, they always follow the same storyline. A sense that there's always this shadowy, um, yeah. this shadowy thing, and they never really reveal too much. And it's always like the secret that's gonna, you know. Reveal all the agents' names. That's yeah. always been always that. Right. And I really don't know how they didn't suffer with the same fate of like uh, Transformers, which it's always the same story and always some Flash, but no one hate and uh, no one likes it compared to Mission Impossible. It's always the same goddamn beats, but everyone loves it. Again, yeah. I'm not complaining, but I just don't know how they get away with it. No, I think it's I think it's because you got Tom Cruise doing his own stunts. That's what's really helping. There's no CGI too. Like, yeah. very rarely is there CGI. And and I think, like I said, I think they're doing two, like eight and they're doing nine, and that ends the Ethan Hunt story. And I believe they brought um, Haley Atwell. She's just joined the cast 
for that one, Peggy Carter. She's so she joined the cast for the next few. And um, I'm intrigued. Uh, like I said, I mean, I, I would like the only one I hated was the first one. I loved them all the since. Um, but again, and I think that what's really helped is they kept the same director from the fourth movie, I think. And he's been with the he's like, I mean, if you keep getting steady directors, that I mean, if JJ Abrams can do the third movie, and that third movie was like absolutely insane, intense, like, <laughs> like Tom Cruise dropping off, like, like almost killing Philip Seymour Hoffman off the side of the plane. It's like, tell me what you know. Like, he's about to like drop him from the high up in the bat. Like, that's the pissed, you, the most pissed you've seen Tom Cruise is when he did that sequence. And it was like, again, um, I, I don't know. I don't know how they can bring this first specific character back, but. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you ready for uh, for the game? Well, at least one. one more. Um, and then we start like that. It's the uh, they're remaking Roadhouse and it's eh. Jake, Gyllen- Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. is in talks to be <laughs> in the main the main role. And we see if they have him as Dalton. Like, let me see. Um, Doug Lineman is supposed to, is also in talks to direct the remake. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. It's not certain if Jake Gyllenhaal will be playing Dalton or a new character. I don't know. This movie's been like it's like the Crow. They keep trying to. They have various people. They're supposed to have a reboot with Ronda Rousey who's supposed to be in it. Right, whatever. and. I just yeah. want to go off of that though too. I remember back when Ro- the only reason why Ronda Rousey was even offered that was because she was actually winning fights at that time, mm-hmm. and of course, this is also back when, when like I said before, the only reason why she even got the was getting this role because she was winning fights, she was kicking ass at that time, and everybody's like, no, she's a great actor, she's gonna be doing something great and everything, and I'm saying, no, she only got that offer because of the fact she's winning fights. She has no acting ability at all. Even when she was in Entourage the movie, she was she didn't even show any kind of acting chops at all in Entourage the movie or anything like that, and as soon as she lost the title within less than five minutes of the fight, that's when all those deals got stripped away from her, even when she was trying to make a comeback and I was rooting for her, and stuff like that, she still didn't make a comeback at all, even whenever she went into WWE, and I thought that she would actually shine in the WWE and everything, but the fans hated her to the point where she's now not doing anything, and I wish that she was, but she isn't, but now let's go on ahead and talk about the Jake Gyllenhaal thing. I think it's outside the box thinking. It's not something that I would personally cast in Roadhouse, but I think he's a good actor. I liked him in Southpaw. I liked him in a bunch of other films that he's done. Nightcrawler is all. Nightcrawler is fantastic. Oh, fuck man. Va- fantastic film. Nightcrawler is a fantastic film. I strongly recommend anyone who second guesses, I uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's abilities to, as an actor. I strongly recommend that you guys check out that film because that film is fantastic. That that and Darny Darko, like two is yep. two of his darkest roles. You can see the dark side because again, if they bring Roadhouse in a more darker place, more grittier place, it works. It really depends on the tone, though, for me. Right, it depends I mean, on if they want to go with that same Patrick Swayze kind of tone, or if they want to go for a more serious tone. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I just don't think the role would work for him. It's again, we don't like. I, Depends on how they go with it, because I think for me, 
it's Patrick Swayze. It's like for me because like he's that is so iconic. There's those those constant one-liners like it's my way or the highway. Um, there's a time to be nice until it's time to not be nice. Like I quote that all the time at my work because I'm at the point I'm like it's time for me not to be nice. Like I'm tired of being nice. It's like it's time not to be nice. And and it's just it's just those iconic lines. I'm like. Um, and yeah, it's like you're you're yeah you're too dumb to have fun or whatever. Just there's this there's funny one-liners. It's, and it's still he just fit that role perfectly. I mean, and he ripped the guy's throat out. Like I mean, come on. Like very rarely do you see that like that see guy getting his throat ripped off. Like you get you get Patrick Swayze'd. Uh, uh, like, unless your name's Rambo, but anyways. Well, yeah, that Rambo. Yeah, I mean, and then his is like at the time when Roadhouse, you don't see the throat rips that often, or the lines I used to beep guys like you in prison. Like, I mean, I mean, it was used in a uh, movie fight. Best use of an F word in an R-rated movie. So I think Seth Rogen was on that one, he, and he used. I'm gonna or somebody used the uh, I used to beep guys like you in prison or whatever. Like that is <laughs> like. That's the, you don't hear that often. So it's just, it's just one of those classic movies. It's just so good, but it's like, it's because it's so good. It's because Patrick Swayze is so good in it. So I don't know how they're going to go with this. Like, don't ruin it. Like, yeah. don't, don't Hollywood this one up because you will. We, we're expecting you to. And like, and like, it just, just like sometimes you just got to leave the stuff alone. And I think that one, I think you just, just leave it alone. <laughs> All right. So before we get into our trivia game and everything, I just want, Frenchie, I know that you like to keep fresh and clean and everything and stuff like that, right? You like to, to keep what? I, I said, I know you like to keep fresh and clean in certain areas. Well, right? this is especially uh, I'm dating again now. So yeah, the, the right. fresher, the cleanest, the better. Exactly. Oh, that's boy. what I thought, man. That, that's what I thought. And this is why I want to bring this up to you, because I know you're out there, you're, you're swinging it everywhere. You want to be able to ha- have a fresh and clean da- downstairs area. <laughs> so, you know what? This is, you want to know where, you want to know something, what this uh, advertisement is brought to you by? Go ahead, sir. Okay. Well, Movie Lovers Unite is brought to you by Manscaped. Yeah. Who is best in the men's below the waist grooming champions of the world? Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched the fourth generation trimmer for the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0 joined over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with exclusive offer for you 20% off worldwide shipping with the code Movie Loves Unite at manscaped.com. Another thing, though, too, is like when you're thinking about like this, you're in the middle of roasting in front of an open fire with your nuts and you don't have anything to be able to shave with so therefore you want to have the best tools so manscaping is actually the best place to actually have for your downstairs area when your nuts are chestnuts roasting in an open fire and you're just like you know what i i have a mess down here i need to shave so what you want to do is you want to imagine shaving with a sleek well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance, the craftsmanship, and details on the 4.0 are just the next level. Also, too, is this. I used to be really clumsy at trimming my downstairs area all the time. My boys would always get nipped. You don't want to have that. You don't want your balls to be bleeding Mm -hmm. out and everything. The next thing you know, the doctor has to go ahead, put goss all over your balls and stuff like that. It's very awkward to have goss on your balls. And you don't want to have goss in your balls or anything like that. Uh, you uh, want to be able to have 
your boy, and, boy's free hanging down. And, and as a personal experience, like the person I'm dating right now is very picky, and I don't have that much time, right? Uh, right. She likes it clean shaven. Like, I like her clean shaven too, right? It's only mutual respect. And I work almost 60 hours a week. So the faster, the better. <clears throat> and I want to please my partner. So I'm uh, mm-hmm. definitely going to look into it. You pass me the code. I'm, I'm getting my paycheck soon. Because, again, it takes too long. And the, the, the nips and cuts is not good. And, again, no. I want to please my partner. So if that's the way to go, I'll definitely go. Yeah, most definitely, man. Because you know why? Manscaped is engineered the ultimate, ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredibility, comfortable grooming experiences. Their four-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge somatic blade for reducing grooming accidents That th- uh, thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my boys. And get this. This upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on and off switch that can engage the travel, uh, also engages the travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4,000 LED spotlight on and off when needed for, for a more precise shave. So all those hard to reach areas, guess what? You can let that light shine on all those hard to reach areas to where you don't feel like you're shaving the bird from, from Snoopy or anything like that. You don't want to wind up shaving Woodstock. So therefore, all the hard to reach areas and everything, you can get in there, nice and clean shave. Your, your woman will be thanking you for that. And also, too, the lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard links with sizes 1 through 4. Then I mentioned wireless charging. The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery light last longer. Men, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. That's right. No girl wants to go on ahead and say, you know what I would like more than anything, Frenchie? I would like to have pubes in my mouth. No, you don't want yeah, to have that. A, no. a little pube salad, why not, right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think they want to go for a more <laughs> solid trim because lands- it's like landscaping for your manscape. So therefore, you want to have everything nice and fresh down there. So get this. It's time to get your own ball and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boys. Get 20% off and plus free shipping with the code MovieLovesUnite at Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you and guess what? You can even sing to your balls. Just the two of us and it'll be all right. And it also takes two, by the way, to get this job done. So you want to go ahead, shave and, and have your girl say, you know what? You have some nice smooth balls. So, with that being said, go on ahead, go on ahead, get that twenty percent off code at Movie Lovers Unite, and thank you again for sponsoring us. All right, so on to the guessing game. Unless someone brings in a question, here's how it's going to work. <clears throat> There's going to be three steps. The first step uh, is going to be worth three points. If no one guesses it, the second step, second clue, I should say, will be worth two points, and then. If no one still gets it, the third clue will be only worth one point. We're only two competitors. Who gives a shit? I know there's a competition between you and Charlie, John, so I want to see who's better right now. So movie number one. Um, To see who starts, let's do rock, paper, scissors. So one, two, three, go. Rock, scissors, shoot. Okay, that that was – I guess (laughs) – Okay, let's restart that and in, in, in time. So one, two, three, go. You cheated, John. You I, I said I don't like... know what this was. I don't know what this was, man. I don't know what this Okay, was. you know what? You know what? I decide Charlie, you start. 
Okay. Fuck <laughs> that. You cheated, John. All right. So I don't even know what this is. This is like a saw. That's paper. I think this oh, is like, paper is that's this. rock, that's, that's scissors. I know. Anyway, I go right. first. You love right. the cheese, so John. This... So okay. Stop thinking about your balls. <laughs> All right. That being said, here's a description of the first movie. A story of a family, religion, hatred, oil, and madness, focusing on a turn-of-the-century prospector in the early days of the business. Hmm. There will be blood? Yes. Three points. Uh, John, can you keep track? Because I suck at yeah, keeping track. Yeah, uh, matter of fact... All right, let me just get another movie. Okay. All right, that works. Private chat, isn't that? Okay, so this is for you, John. A lawyer becomes targeted by a corrupted politician and his NSA goons when he accidentally receives key evidence to a politically motivated crime. And we get the state? Yes. Three points. Okay. All right. So when you're ready, and I'm sorry for this, a former special operation Vietnam vet works as a Chicago cop and uncovers CIA wrongdoing. Do you know that one, Charlie? Pass. Okay, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna guess. Oh, uh, don't forget if, if you guess and you get it wrong, it's minus three, right? Oh, those minuses in this, so be careful. Damn you. Uh, be careful. I'll pass. I'll pass. Okay, so the let's go instead. The two actors in it is Pam Greer oh. and Steven Seagal above the wall. Yes, damn it. I, I oh, okay. That so two part. points, two points for Charlie. Back when Steven Seagal was actually good. All right, John, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, that is a TV show. Give me a second. Not a TV <laughs> show I want. All right, so a Wall Street broker is forced to evade a police chief investigating a bank robbery mm. as he attempts to recover the stolen money in exchange for his son's life. Mm. Don't forget, if you guess and you're wrong, it's minus three. Okay, so heist movie. I don't know this one, so I'm going to have to pass. Charlie? Pass. Stars Bruce Willis and Hayden Christensen. 
Hudson Hawk? Minus two. Okay. It was... Oh, but you know what? Try, Charlie, if you Pass. want. Pass. Okay, last clue. 2017. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those directed video ones. It's, he's in so many, it's hard to tell. <laughs> so pass? Yeah, pass. John, pass too? Yeah. All right. It was First Kill. I've never heard of this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey. Perfect. So who who is at the start? I think that was John's question, so I think so it's, it's mine now. Yeah, it goes oh, back okay. over to Charlie. All right, so terrorists steal nuclear warheads from the U.S. military, but don't count on a pilot and park ranger spoiling their plans. Broken Arrow. Yeah. Love that movie. Ain't it cool? Right. So, three points. You, you're getting killed, John. Don't worry, I'm gonna come back. Okay, there's one okay. thing you can't. There's hey, there's one thing you can't do is uh, exclude people from Boston. So yeah, we so. always have to. We are always coming back at people, even if we're down by nothing. So all right, so, except if you're the Boston Bruins versus Canadians, Montreal, <laughs> you guys never win against us in the playoffs. So hey, Just try. try. Ah, no, there isn't. All right, so John. A woman framed for her husband's murder suspects he is still alive. He has he as she has already been tried for the crime, she can't be reprosecuted if she finds and kills him. Mm. I already know that Charlie knows this one. So can I get a repeat or no? No. Okay, I don't know. Double jeopardy. Yeah, three points. And I believe I know the one, two of the actors in this was Ashley Judd and Tommy Lee Jones. I think the yes. other one was Bruce Greenwood or whatever his name is. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let me just find another movie. I think it's my question, I believe. Yeah, because you stole the uh, answer yeah. from that one. So, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen any other questions All right. yet. So. so, a police detective uncovers a conspiracy behind a case involving a high school guidance counselor when accusations of rape are made against him by two female students. Wild things? Yeah. Damn. Never seen it, but I know who's in it. I believe uh, Matt Dillon, um, uh, Nev Campbell, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon and... Um, Denise Richards. Yes, Denise Richards, yes. All right, so John, you ready? Give me one second. Yeah, I'm ready. A con man travels to Cambodia 
also on the run from the law enforcement in the U.S. to collect a share in an insurance scam, but discovers more than he bargained for. Mm. Can I get another hint? No, not until okay. uh, Charlie tries. Okay, uh, I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. Okay, clue is 2002. Oh, when we're done, we got a question next, so we'll right. do that next. All right. So, these guys pass? Uh, yeah, pass. Yeah, I pass. Last, for one point, it stars Gérard Depardieu, Stellan Skarsgård, and Matt Dillon. Mm, I don't know that one. Uh, I don't know that either. It is City of Ghosts. Hmm. Okay. No, never seen it. No, no, I've not. seen it. Okay. So Tamika has a question. Oh, uh, what are you guys looking forward to reviewing next year? So, what is coming out next year? I'll I'll pull up a list real quick. Yeah. I know that we have the new screen movie coming out. I know that we have a couple of other things. I just the saw Batman. the score, John. 14 to 1. Boston people don't come up from 14 to 1. We do. We do. We do. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> we do. Watch. I promise. Okay, this game's not over anyways, but yeah, no. it's, it's, it's not um, looking good anyways. There, you want me to go for, like, all, list all the movies are coming out in January 1st, and then we go from there and then we keep going, I guess. I, I don't want to spend like 20 minutes on this question, but yeah, let, let's try to see the big ones. And Okay, I know um, Screams in January the 14th. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I, I mean, that one, I, I don't know. I probably won't, since I haven't seen many of the Scream movies, I know what happens in them, so I don't know. I've, but, I would interested in reviewing that one, but... Judd, uh, could you bring up the list at least, or... It would help a bit more. Oh, sorry. I had to see if I can find an actual big list of stuff. Um, we can we can revisit this uh, again if you wanted to. We come the list in the chat. Hold on. I have to be right back. Give me a second. Sure. But as far as movies go, I'm excited for the new Batman movie that's coming out next year that I'm going to be reviewing. There's also the new Scream movie that I'm excited for. Uh, there's a bunch of other films that uh, that's actually on my list that I want to see. Uh, there's also the new Doctor Strange movie that's coming out. There's also Thor Love and Thunder that's coming out that I want to see. Um, there's a bunch of them that I would like to actually review on and stuff like um. that for next year. I'm gonna make I'm gonna be making my list real quick. I'm on the Wikipedia page for everything coming out, so I'll just, I'm gonna do that real quick. All right, I'm back. Okay. All right, Movie Insider 2022. 
Uh, I'm making my list real quick. Just well, I, I just got my 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 answers. Uh, the Batman, <clears throat> hands down, the Batman. The last show that made me salivate like there's no tomorrow. I didn't even know there was a Lightyear movie. All right. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse also looks really good. That's, uh, I think that's in December. I think it's next year, 2022, I think. That's what the question was, I think. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. That's, uh... yeah. Ooh. Okay, this might be my snob side, but I absolutely love Downton Abbey, and I did not know there's going to be a new movie. Let's see. I want to actually put Uncharted on there, though, too, that I would like to review that yeah. one. That looks really good. Uh, there's also uh, they're really doing Fantastic Beasts three. Haven't they learned? Exactly. I'm not even excited about seeing seeing anything connected with that. To be honest. Yeah. Um, Black Adams uh, next year. It's um, funny. The Flash. It, it should make me excited for like. Okay, Batman and everything, but I actually didn't like the trailer that much. I found that they they kind of missed the boat. Like, well, Spider Man did it better, uh, and they didn't reveal that much. I don't know. I'm not excited as I thought I was going to be for the Flash. Mission Impossible Sevens next September. I'm excited for that one. Um, Black Panther sequel. We'll see. Yeah. I, I wasn't much of a fan of the first one. Um, really? Yeah. I I don't know. I just that. Oh yeah. My my big one, I'm a huge Av- James Cameron Avatar fan. Avatar 2 is coming out next December. I've been waiting a long time for this one. So I'm super, super pumped for Avatar 2 because it's supposed to focus on the oceans and Pandora. If James Cameron can make the oceans and Pandora look wow, like he did the skies... Yeah, and, and I think he's I think he's creating a camera to film underwater. So, and I think it's supposed to. Let me see. I think they added some people, and then of course, the new Aquaman's next year too. Um, some other ones I have are Jackass Forever, which was supposed to be out this year. I'm really pumped for that. Um, John Wick Four is next year. Yes, because pandemic cost us a John like a Keanu a, the Keanuance weekend of John Wick Four, Matrix Four, same weekend, Keanu weekend. I was super pumped for that, but the pandemic took that from us. Um, I'm excited for Mission Impossible Seven. Um, the uh, one of the directors of uh, I think the original directors of John Wick, he's doing a movie called Bullet Train. I think it stars Brad Pitt, uh, Sandra Bullock yeah. in it. So it's a, a train of assassins all attacking each other. But if it's um, Dave, David Leach taking over, and it's like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll be hyped on that one. Um, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then, uh, but yeah, those are some of the ones that, and of course, I'm, uh, let me see the cast. It's So the premise, Jake Sully and Natiri have formed the family and are doing anything to stay together. However, they are forced to leave their home and explore different regions of Pandora when their old threat returns to finish what they started. Um, Kate Winslet, I think, believe I just joined the cast. Um, and then let's see who else. Um, Edie Falco is, is in this one now as well. Um, Vin Diesel is in this one. Um, no idea what he's playing. Um, but give me avatars. Like I said, I mean, I loved the 3d for it because it, 
didn't feel like a 3D movie. You can take the glasses off and it blended in perfectly with the screen. So, and James Cameron's currently working on technology, I think with like Caltech or whatever movies where you don't need the glasses to watch 3D. And if there's a man that can do it, it's James Cameron. So, I mean, those are just a few of them. I mean, we'll see. Most of these will probably get delayed anyway because that seems to be how this goes. But, um, but yeah, I think that, that there's like so much next year. Um, I am, on the other hand, I'm not looking forward to to the Batman. I think it it doesn't appeal. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. he's I been pooing it. Why I don't Again. trust your opinion, Charlie. Right. I don't know. It, it, makes, no sense. Sense. it makes no I, sense. Robert Pattinson for me isn't that, and I do not no, like. He, he's a broken. He's a broken individual, and he <laughs> needed a broken individual for a broken character. Oh he's an amazing been for years. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, he's an amazing, amazing actor. Uh, look at uh, Good Boy. Look at Remember Me. He is such a deep character that he's gonna bring. Um, he's gonna bring a dimension of anger and revenge that we haven't seen before in a seven type Batman story. I mean. This is seven. This is um, what you call it, the Zodiac Killer in a Batman story with the most fucked up, brutal mm-hmm. Batman we can ever ask for. This is this is Miller shit. This is this is the Batman I've been wanting for years. And Nisa, I get that again. The stereotype of right. he's a sparkling, sparkling vampire to do Batman. That's not his fault. He is an amazing actor, and. <clears throat> He is going to blow people's minds. Charlie, you're completely wrong. Yeah. You are not on, you're not even close to the mark on this one. Okay. I've been rooting when for this. Whenever he shits on yeah. him, whenever he shits on the movie and it says it's not good. That's because they have well, that, that, that that's because I'll they have that twilight you, angle so. that people play yeah. off of. It's like get over it, people. Get over it. It's it, it, they're bringing something different. They're bringing darkness. They're bringing finally a detective movie for and This the is a year one detective. Batman. Right, it's year two. Uh, year two. I don't year care. Two, it's not changing my mind. I don't. I don't uh. think it looks that good. I mean, to be honest, yeah, I don't think it looks that good, and it's fine. I don't care. Everybody, like all the people are bitching about Ben Affleck. I was the. I was on the Ben Affleck. Rob Carson was new for me. I liked him in Tenet because he didn't piss me off. I liked him in Harry Potter because they killed him. Yeah, that, so, that was like, like only a five-minute scene. <laughs> that wasn't even long enough to even. But the devil all the time was good. That was another one. The lighthouse was good. Oh, lighthouse is amazing. Yeah. Anyway, look, it's, uh, you, it's uh, my opinion. It's fine. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm just I'm happy. Spin on it. So I'm happy you have opinions, Charlie. I'm happy you have some because they're completely <laughs> wrong. But I'm happy you have some. <laughs> but if if everybody says the movie's bad. How can they? How can they know it's bad when it's a trailer? No one knows. Uh. (laughs) Trailers can be everything. They can sell you on the movie. They don't. They did sell me on it. And and they could give like really bad uh, piles of stink show like Batman versus Superman and make it look in a trailer. That being said, if you look at all the elements, Batman versus like uh, Batman versus Superman had no pulls of of inspirations. This okay has. The tone of seven has the clues and serial killer type vibes of of uh, of Zodiac Killer. It almost for sure has the backstory of Court of Owls, which I've been asking mm-hmm. for for years Me now too. to be in a Batman movie. It also has 
maybe, and I mean maybe the best Colin Farrell performance of all time. You do not recognize him as the penguin. I think he's only in it for like five minutes. And even so, it, and I don't think so because you can see that there's a couple shots of him in there. I think he's a supporting character, yes. But is he going to be probably the best penguin we've seen? Because that individual, I don't be mean, but he's a caricature. He's not like the, the gangster. I will, Tamika. You know I will. And also, I'm sorry, but this looks like the most realistic of what we have right now as Alfred. Andy Circus mm-hmm. as Alfred feels like an ex-British military guy. He is gonna be an amazing Alfred. Plus the new. Oh no, I, I'm sorry. I'm so, I finished selling it, but Charlie again. I am happy of it. You have opinions, but they're wrong. All right, let me show you what, like the the sequence alone that redeemed Batman or Superman. Batman warehouse fight sequence when he took out all That's, like the sequence when he went to go take them on. Right. That sequence alone was the highlight for me. And but, his car, his car looked cool. The chase sequence, like some of the action sequences, when there were any in Batman or Superman, were yes, great. Yes, and, and then you got Marta, which killed it everything. Yeah. But like the Batman warehouse, Marta yeah, too? Marta, yeah. <laughs> I give you that. But the Batman's warehouse fight sequence so, was like the highlight for me. Yes, Easy that, highlight. that was five minutes of the whole fucking film. No, it was five minutes. You got, you got the minutes. Batman. Nah, Charlie, come like, like on, I said, bro. I don't know. And Here's like, the thing. If you were Catwoman reviewing the extended cut of the uh, the Batman vs. Superman movie, yeah, I would say that there's actually levels of greatness of it on that part <clears> when viewing <throat> the extended part. But as a theatrical cut and everything, it's a mess of a film. No, but I mean, for me, like it, this Catwoman, the casting, I don't think that was a great choice. Tamika, I, think, I, I, I love you, sweetheart. I love you, Tamika, but no, no. The, I, I, I mean, I liked. No, no. I, I, I would have preferred the uh, the actress that's uh, that, that that's like blown up in Bond movie that Ana de Almas, who's now getting her own spinoff movie in the John Wick series, Ballerina. I think she would have been a really good Catwoman. Zoe mm-hmm. Kravitz. Not really. Are you nuts? She is the definition of Catwoman. You're bringing an actual um, person of color, first of all, which is yep. the original uh, Catwoman in the original series of 69. And also, she looks and feels like uh, the long Halloween version of Catwoman. And she's fucking gorgeous. And she looks like she's playing really well off of Robert Pattinson, especially that scene he's beating the shit out of someone and you can see her worry. It's those little dynamics, him losing himself and her actually seeing the darkness in the character, those little moments you don't have in any other uh, Batman movie. So uh, I, I I will get mad if we continue having this conversation because I will defend this movie until it's out. Me too. I'll, be, I'll be like, <laughs> Charlie, you were fucking wrong. And then you'll be like, I felt that same way when I'm trying to defend against John and Sean, the love guru. I would defend <laughs> what you're defending the Batman right now. It's how I defend the love guru. Honestly, yeah. Come at me. <laughs> the thing about Batman versus Superman have in common are is their moms and both named Martha. The problem is one is dead. Right. You just broke Frenchie with Love Guru. No, love, I broke, 
I broke Frenchie like a while ago and I said like I didn't like the Purge series or whatever. I mean, when we had no, that no, one like I, I, State franchise, like I, I, I broke him a while ago, John. No, I, I, I'm broken for a lot of reasons. Don't, don't get me wrong. But like the Purge, I didn't like the Purge until oddly enough I saw the, uh, the Amazon TV series. That actually right. got me into the Purge because I really love the series. But yeah, we're Tomika, I agree. We have to do the yeah. review of Batman, and it's we gonna will. probably be get, gonna be an hour and a half of me and Charlie fighting and and, and well, not going to the theaters to see it. I'll, it will be a while. I'll be waiting to DVD to see it. I don't think it's gonna get it's what I've I haven't been sold out on it to take my money for it. Like now, nah, I don't want to sit for three hours. Again, I, I, it's, I, I, it's... I you're an awesome guy, Charlie, but just just for the fact that you only saw one episode of Squid Games and now your your opinion of the Batman. <laughs> And it, we will never get along in our opinions. Oh, don't worry. I've been I've been against the Batman way before the uh, Squid Game show came on. It's been it's been a long time. Like since Pattinson was like, and I saw the first trailer for the Batman. I was not sold on that. It's been a long time. I've been not sold on the Batman. Squid Games is only a few weeks old. But but still, it's still fresh in our minds, knowing that you only saw one episode. And it was hey, like, it, it was an amazing fucking episode, and you're like, right, ah, then, I don't feel it. <laughs> ah. Like the, the people getting shot at, you're like the most stressful. There's probably one of the most stressful games they begin with, and then it comes becomes more fucked up in other ways. But it's the most stressful fucking episode, and you're like, ah, it was kind of boring. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't like it. It's fine. I mean, yeah. I. I I I I I went watched one episode of that show Hunters on Amazon Prime. Didn't like it. Didn't like the tone of it. So I was like, yeah, not continuing with it. And it's fine. I mean, everybody does it. Not everybody's supposed to like everything. No, <laughs> no, but it's Squid Game. It's it's the most mind blowing, mind fuck up. Especially the the twist at the end when you realize the whole thing and you're right. actually rooting for someone and you feel like a piece of shit for rooting for that person. Right. Or, or caring for that person. We know so, they already confirmed the season two. He announced that today. Which I, I have my, my theories. I really think that, without spoiling too much, I think that, okay, I, I can't. Is it okay if I spoil shit? If you haven't seen it by now, actually, if you haven't seen it by now, I read the plot. I read the plot to it, so I know what happens. So, like I know so, the plot with the I, I know the plot for Eternals. I, I, I really want to see it. I, I really think the main character is going to be uh, become eventually the next front office guy. I think he's actually going to become hmm. the bad guy. Because I, I'm sure, like, that's how it works, right? The winners, and again, it's how, like, one of the winners um, uh, became the front office guy. I think it's a replacement thing, especially the main bad guy is dead now. Someone is going to have to replace him. So I really think that he's going to go in trying to stop the game, and he's going to actually end up controlling the game. That's it's what Harvey Dent said. You either die your hair or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. Uh, let me That's... comment over to Nessa for a minute. Um, for Squid Game, she didn't even watch it. But here's the thing. forty. Here's the thing at first. And I said this in the review. I said at first, I didn't think this show was for me. Then you get into 40 minutes of the show, and it changes the whole entire tone mm-hmm. where it flips it upside down. To the point you become invested into the show because of the games, because of the trials and tribulations of the characters and how stressful it is, like Frenchie mentioned. 
that's why you're glued in for those episodes and you're also rooting for somebody that you feel like a connection with which with the the guy the main character may feel like a father figure to this person and then it winds up biting us in the butt and in the ass in the end but still uh, it's, it, it plays it's with great. emotion the it's not americanized which i love right it's not the same like the games are not bloody and gory and it, they're just stressful because it's so simple but so effective again like the the the, the sugar game the the pull the, the 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 rope pull game that like it's so basic but at the same time it knows how to pull with your feelings because it's 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 deep it's fucked up and it, you don't get that in american cinema you don't get yeah. like american would have got a script and they would have sawfied it right they would have booby traps and blood and gore fest and this was not the goal of it. So it takes that 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 suspense that Yushi Americans ruin and bring something original to it. So if you haven't seen it, at least at least give three episodes. It's only three hours of your life. It's not that bad. Right. And you're gonna have at least a feel of it. But if you're able to endure it to the end, it's really yeah, red light, uh, green light was messed up. Yeah, uh, but it it Especially if you're able to go to the end, the twist is worth it because it really. I watched this uh, the the show two times because of the twist. Made me realize some stuff. Went back right right after watched episode one and saw the thing completely different. And it's rare for you to message me at eleven o'clock at night or twelve o'clock your time and say, "Bro, you need to go ahead and check out Squid Game." I, I've never you, done that before, right? No. And usually, you like we both contact on maybe the show. I was like. Bro, this now, this week, we have to fucking do it. I never do that, but it, it was that good. Right. And also, too, if you guys haven't watched or listened to our show for that episode, it's actually on the audio podcast and also, too, on the YouTube channel as well. So you guys can go on ahead and watch Sean, Frenchie, and I get geeked out over it. Meanwhile, while Charlie is getting picked on like we're doing right now. But... You know, I I love the sh- the show of Squid Game. I think it's a fantastic original original show, very authentic, very that you don't even expect. And this is a show that I wasn't even expecting to like, and I wind up liking it. So, oh. and also too, uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone that downloaded that episode. We're now at two thousand downloads for that episode. Really? Wow. Yeah. Just for that episode alone, two thousand. But Frenchie, I know you got to go. And everything. So, so, does that mean I win that trivia thing? Or that- I, I th- we're fourteen to one again. I, 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 I respect your Boston enthusiasm, John, but I think you lost. You can't give me twenty points just for me rooting for the Batman. And <laughs> it's a different no. game. Come on, yeah, John. no, 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 no. Okay. You lose that in one. You lose that in a single question. You, you guess wrong, and you lose the points. Okay, not a problem. This is not over by a long shot. So, <laughs> cool. Uh, you know, I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, there will be a season two of uh, Squid Games. What do you got? Uh, what games do you think it will be? In the game, do you want it to be? I, I, I get. I think it won't be focused on the games. I think it's going to be focused on the infiltration and and probably uh, diving more into the mythology set up, like how this all began and like the the backbones. And there's an interesting theory too. The if you look at the beginning, the two pads you got the blue pad and you got the red pad they played. They actually let the people choose. There's a theory of if you choose a red pad and you win, you actually become one of the guards and not one of the players. 
So there's a lot of things you can demystify and and really add to the lore. But I don't think it's going to be game-centric. I think it's going to be more lore-centric on the actual philosophies and how it all started and probably more underground depth things that we haven't thought about that is more implicated in the real life. I would like to see that as a prequel show for season two and then season three bring back the original uh, characters and do it from that end. Well, the original honest. character said he was supposed to return. So, like, from so, and they obviously seems your season two is going to continue on. Hmm. But, anyways, I know that you have to get ready to go, Frenchie. So, yeah. I do uh, want to thank you for joining me. And also, too, where can everybody follow you at? I see you, Charlie. I see you. <laughs> you are officially my nemesis now. Hey, hey. Five years hey. of MMA, five, six years of boxing. To, to, to emphasize Neo, since the Matrix is back, come at like, come at me. It's fine. I can def- I, I can fight this all the time. But I appreciate you like giving me the victory, Frenchie over John. Because... I, I, I'm fair. You won. You won. Doesn't mean I won't uh, bear naked chair, uh, chair cue, bro. I'm, I'm just saying. But that being said, I happy have opinions, yeah. but you're wrong. So you can find me on Schmoza North Channel. I, I pop up here and there. I'm very busy these days, but I do uh, appear. Do not miss out, though. November 18th, we have the all-night tackle stand. John, you were on it last time. I yep. hope you're going to be on it this time. We actually got Ben Bateman. We actually got Video Drew. We got Neurochronic on last time. Uh, and we can confirm that the championship of um, of uh, the Alien game is going to be on versus Gold Leader versus Mary Wilson, Fifty Shades of Geek, and um, and Tackle themselves. They are playing for the Alien or Not belt, which actually exists. Tackle made an actual um, Schmodown type belt for the game. I saw that. That's actually pretty cool. So, uh, and and we'll see who wins. And after that, it's going to be six hours more of just tackle being tackled. Do not miss that out. And also, you can find me on Speaking of Schmodown every 2.30 to 4 on Saturdays on the Jcast Network, where me and Jay Wade and Double D and many other guests talk about Schmodown, do interviews, and really dive deep on the week's matches. So that being said, thank you very much, John, for having me on. It's always a pleasure. And until uh, next time, Charlie, again, I did. <laughs> you might bare knuckle choke me, but I'll give you my Judas effect. <laughs> kind of sounds wrong, but okay. Yeah, it's, it's, wrong. it's Chris Jericho's finishing move in AEW. <clears throat> it's a, just like a spinning elbow, but he okay. calls it the Judas effect. But but I, I, at least my balls are going to be nice and smooth. So yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so with that being said, guys, you guys can go on ahead and follow us on Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Tonight over there. And, of course, underneath the same brand name on Pinterest and on Instagram as well. I'm also on the Schmoes of the North uh, YouTube channel as well. And, matter of fact, we are doing a show every Saturday at 3 o'clock Central Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time. It's called Mount Schmodown, revisiting some of the new and old players of the Schmodown and rekindling their uh, their matches. Also, too, guys, if you guys want to go ahead and audio, get an audio-only podcast of this episode and what we do here at Movie Lovers Unite, you can get that wherever you guys get your major podcasts from. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. And Okay, go ahead, man. I know that you got things to get get ready for. So, with the, and also, too, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, I have independent actress Rossi McCree with me. We're going to be reviewing... Sweet Tooths for Season 1, Episode 2. I'm sorry for all the dead people. That's the name of the episode that we're reviewing. 
And then, hold on one second. We got another question, I think. The Batman. No, it's just <laughs> okay. the Batman so, manscaping. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so then Friday night, I'm going to be doing my American Psycho review with uh jesse she was on, on here last friday night and we did the goonies review she's coming back on here again and we're gonna gonna be doing american psycho so go on ahead prepare for that eight o'clock central time nine o'clock eastern six o'clock pacific time for that then of course you know you guys can go on ahead donate to the page how do you do that you just go ahead head over to movie loves unite um go find me com forward slash movie lovers unite podcast and that's how you guys can donate five to ten dollars over there but of course smashing that little subscribe button on the bottom right hand corner also goes a long way here at movie lovers unite giving us a thumbs up also allows people to be able to follow our show and also to commenting in the chats also helps out as well then of course guys go on ahead follow me underneath movie lovers unit on twitter and then of course movie lovers unit zero on tiktok as well and of course if you're a sponsor would like to be on the show all you have to do is reach out to me at movie lovers unite at gmail.com and that's everywhere that you can reach me at thank you brandy mullins thank you to mika thank you nessa and pierce person for showing up tonight and as well as larry from cinema gold podcast i do appreciate you guys showing up and you know, just being part of this community uh, that we are, that we built on here at Movie Lovers Night, and I hope that everyone has a great and safe night. Thank you again, Charlie, for joining me, even though you beat me again in another game, which we're going to talk about later on. So, uh, and then uh, that's going to be it for the show. It's been a pleasure as always, and always until next time. Bye-bye.